from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Bank in the studio after an exciting week at Black Hat and glad to be with all of y'all this Monday morning. Good morning, and everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Monday, August 14th, 2023. And we've got a busy show, a, a, a lot happening, obviously, with the launch of DEF CON on Friday, a lot of different announcements, a lot of different vulnerabilities, a lot of different findings, a lot of different reports of stuff that existed that we didn't know about that was patched. Now we can talk about it. So with all of that being said, we've got a packed show this morning. Let's go ahead and get it started. But before we do, we're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Thank you for everyone for tuning in this morning. Please make sure to subscribe, share, like, post, and let me know. What morning coffee are you enjoying with me? Because I've got my Lavazza double espresso. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. And let's go ahead and get started with Microsoft disclosing over a dozen vulnerabilities in the Coatsys products that can be exploited to cause disruption to industrial processes or deploy backdoors that allow the theft of sensitive information. Germany-based Coatsys makes automation software for engineering control systems, aka PLCs. Its products are used by some of the world's largest ICS manufacturers, the vendors claiming that its software is found in millions of devices, roughly 1,000 different types of products made by over 500 different manufacturers. Microsoft researchers specializing in the security of cyber physical systems have discovered a total of 16 vulnerabilities in the Coates Control V3 versions prior to 3.5.19.0. The security holes were reported to Coates in September of 2022, and patches were announced in April of 2023. All of the vulnerabilities have been assigned a high severity rating that can be exploited for a denial of service attacks or for remote code execution. Threat actors could exploit them to target programmable logic controllers, PLCs, or other ICS devices using Coates' software. Microsoft focused on PLCs made by Schneider Electric and Wago. While exploitation of the vulnerabilities requires authentications, the researchers showed how attackers could exploit old Coates' flaws such as CVE 2019-90013, to achieve this while exploiting the discoverable vulnerabilities requires deep knowledge of the proprietary protocol of Coates' V3 as well as user authentication and additional permissions are required for an account to have control of the PLC. A successful attack has the potential to inflict great damage on targets. Microsoft published a lengthy blog post. It's all available in the show notes. Go check it out there. Since this warning of a new Whirlpool backdoor used in the Barracuda ESG hack, this is now Barracuda's third such event sisa has discovered that the backdoor malware named whirlpool is being used in, in attacks on compromised barracuda email security gateway devices in may if you recall we found a zero day in the barracuda esg appliance cve 2023 2868 uh, barracuda uh, has rated this as a critical severity vulnerability with a cvss score of 9.8 a remote command injection vulnerability impacting versions 5.1.3.001 through 9.2.0.006. Zyder discovered that these attacks started in October of 2022 and were used to install previously unknown malware. Yesterday, CISA discovered the, this, uh, disclosed the discovery of another backdoor malware named Whirlpool that was found to be used in attacks on the Barracuda ESG devices. The discovery of Whirlpool makes this the third distinct backdoor used in attacks targeting the Barracuda product. The artifact is a 32-bit ELF file that has been identified as a malware variant named Whirlpool. The malware takes two arguments, C2 IP and port number, from a module to establish a TLS reverse shell. The module that passes the, art, uh, the arguments was not available for analysis. 
So there's this issue now with Barracuda. And if you recall, Barracuda said replace their devices altogether. They weren't even patching some of their old vulnerabilities. Multiple flaws have been disclosed impacting the CyberPowers Power Panel Enterprise Data Center Infrastructure Management Platform and DataProbe's iBoot Power Distribution Unit that could potentially be exploited to gain unauthenticated access to these systems and inflict catastrophic damage in targeted environment. The nine vulnerabilities all assign a series of identical of uh, a series of CVEs, um, CVE 2023-3259 through CVE 2023-3267, carry severity scores ranging from 6.7 to 9.8. They enable threat actors to shut down entire data centers and compromise data center deployments to steal data or launch massive attacks at a massive scale. An attacker could chain these vulnerabilities together to gain full access to these systems, according to Trellix security researcher Sam Quinn, Jesse Cheek, and Philippe. Uh, Lauhart, uh, in a report shared with the team over at Hacker News, the findings were presented at DEF CON today. There is no evidence that these shortcomings were abused in the wild. The list of flaws, which have been addressed in version 6.2.6.9 of Power Panel Enterprise version 1.44.080420423 of the data probe iBoot PDU firmware is below. So, um, and the different CVEs here for the cyber power as well. You can see that all on the screen and in the show notes. Go. Check those out. Make sure you address them. Dell credential bug opens a VM environments to a complete takeover. Decoding private key from even one Dell customer could give attackers control over a VMware environment across all organizations running the same programs. Now, here's the deal with this. Uh, the Dell complement reached its end of life in 2019. It holds less than a 1% market share in the data storage market, according to Nlift. So this isn't something that's impacting a bunch of organizations, but... When abused and used, it has a high impact uh, affecting all these systems. This is CVE 2023-39250. At DEF CON on Friday, Tom Pohl, a pen test team manager at LMG Security, demonstrate how an attacker inside of an enterprise network can identify and decode a private key associated with VMware centralized management utility through Dell Complement, enabling a full takeover of the VMware environment. But it's not only that, because that key, the key is the same for every Dell customer, a compromise of one org, can seamlessly translate into something larger because the private keys in Dell a complement 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 are hard coded. It's essentially a given that once you break one, you break them all. There's no patch available for this, so because it's really end of life, you should be moving away from it altogether. Ford says cars with their Wi-Fi vulnerability are still safe to drive. Ford is warning of a buffer overflow vulnerability in its Sync 3 infotainment system used in many Ford and Lincoln vehicles, which could allow remote code execution, but says that the vehicle's driving safety isn't impacted. The Sync 3 is a modern infotainment system that supports in-vehicle Wi-Fi hotspots, phone connectivity, voice commands, third-party applications, and more. It impacts the Ford EcoSport 2021-2022, Ford Escape with the same year's Bronco Sport, Explorer, Maverick, Expedition, Ranger, Transit Connect, Super Duty, Transit Mustang, and Transit CC-CA, all within 2021 and 2022. The vulnerabilities track the CVE 2023-29468 and is in the WL18XXMCP driver for the Wi-Fi subsystem incorporated in the car's infotainment system, which could allow an attacker in Wi-Fi range to trigger buffer overflow using a specially crafted frame. Again, they've got to be on-site to take advantage of it. They say the car is safe. We'll see about that. Um, we'll see how they fix it. But cars with vulnerabilities, folks, that's going to be a new thing. If you're driving one of those very smart vehicles, um, 
you'll be calling me to ride in my 20-year-old vehicle at some point. And when you do, I'll gladly come and give you a ride because my vehicle is powered by fuel and very little computer power. And it doesn't connect to anything. And I like it that way. I kind of want to be the guy in a Hollywood movie with the old pickup truck. They go, how does that thing still moving? But it's the only thing that's moving. That's me. A new Python URL parsing flaw could enable command execution flaws. A high severity security flaw has been disclosed in the Python URL parsing function that could be exploited to bypass domain or protocol filtering methods implemented with the block list, ultimately resulting in an arbitrary file read and command execution. The URL parse has a parsing problem where the entire URL starts with blank characters, according to the cert in a Friday advisory. The problem affects both the parsing and hostname and scheme and eventually causes any block listing methods to fail. The flaw has been assigned to identifier CVE 2023-24329er, carries a CVSS score of 7.5. Security researchers Yibu Kao has been credited with discovering and reporting the issue in August of last year. It has been addressed in the following versions, as you see here uh, below uh, on the screen and also in the show notes. URL lib.parse is a widely used parsing function that makes it possible to break down URLs to its constituents or alternatively combine the components to a URL string. Um, CV arises as a result of a lack of input validation, thereby leading to a scenario where it's possible to get around block listing methods by supplying URL that starts with blank characters. So there's that. And we'll end with a New Zealand intelligence reports accusing China of cyber-enabled interference. The New Zealand primary national intelligence agency accused China of ongoing activity in and against New Zealand in an unclassified report describing the company's threat environment. The 53-page report from the New Zealand Security Intelligence Services described the Chinese activity as complex intelligence concerns for New Zealand, with the agency noting that groups and individuals linked to Chinese intelligence were continuing to target New Zealand's diverse ethnic Chinese communities. Three particular states were highlighted in these reports, China, Iran, and Russia, alongside the warning that foreign intelligence agencies are persistently and opportunistically conducting espionage operations against New Zealand, both at home and abroad. And the reason they do that, uh, New Zealand's part of the Five Eyes, so, mind you, they see them as being a target. Covert hostile activities have been made cheaper and easier by technology and allowing foreign states to conduct foreign interference in cyber espionage and deny any involvement by using cyber criminal groups or other, uh, other actors not directly linked to the state. Earlier this year, Australian researchers found evidence that China is using fake social media accounts linked to transnational criminal groups to spread online propaganda and disinformation. Britain's intelligence and security recently warned of China's approach to cyber operations was becoming increasingly sophisticated. It's not sophisticated, y'all. Here's the deal. China's a threat. You want to take care of the threat, divest from China. Go to India. Go to South America. Go to countries that would love to work with the West, don't want to work with a communist regime like the one in China, and are hoping to get an opportunity to do it. Convince your organizations, tariff China, Tariff products made in China, move everything away from China, weaken China to the point where it gets desperate. When people get desperate, they make mistakes. Let them make mistakes. China is not doing well economically, y'all. Like, they're not. So everything that they're doing now to stabilize the world gets attention away from the world destabilizing China because China's already destabilized. And so if you want to free the people of China, what they're doing, Uyghur Muslims, and so many others, the fact that they are an enabler of, of of evil regimes in this world. Time has come to really get your act together. Other than just publishing these reports, which we all already know, we all know how difficult the Chinese are. We know 
how evil and how manipulative and how they use the open information in democracies in order to try to plant bad seeds. We all know that. Do something about it rather than just write reports. If this is what government does is point out the obvious, then you're you're useless at what you do. Either go right at the problem and address it or just don't write these reports and waste taxpayer dollars because we all already know it. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more Tuesday right here, 9 a.m. Eastern live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Please tune in. Please make sure to subscribe. Your comments really do help. Go check out our Substack. My first impression is a free article on my Substack um, for uh, my, my notes from Black Hat. I've got another one dropping on Wednesday uh, this week. Also, I'll be writing a whole lot more. So go check that out. Um, and you can also support our podcast through Substack with exclusive content that is going to be coming very, very soon there as well. Um, so we appreciate your support. Thank you all for watching. Have a great week. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, you know what to do. Stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.